Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. In 10 minutes, we'll talk about what Jordan Bennington needs to show the rest of the year for the Blues to trust him going into the playoffs. But right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It is Super Bowl week, and that means we are happy to be joined by Aaron Taylor, CBS Sports NFL and college football analyst. We'll get into the Super Bowl with him here in just a little bit. But let's start with this. Aaron, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I got to ask you about my Missouri Tigers because Eli Drinkwitz was just able to pull in the best recruiting class and program history what's your impression been of drink over his first two years at missouri well it's funny man drink certainly won the press conference and, and won over everybody with his quick wit and humor and just being approachable and affable and i, I think going into it everybody's like oh man here we go again you know hunky dory yuckety yuck and then they had a pretty good season right out of the gate it was like oh okay he's got some things going Maybe not quite what they wanted last year, but then he gets himself up off the mat again and puts together an impressive recruiting class. I like Drink, man. I'm familiar with him going all the way back to the Boise State days and just who he is as a person, who he is as a football mind. I think he's perfect for the Mizzou Tigers, and I expect without question that the stock is trending up for that program. It's not easy for them where they're located and where they have to recruit to be able to compete on the lines of scrimmage in that conference. When they first came over, they won the East a couple different times because they had some wicked dudes coming off the edge that could pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. When that started to go to way, so did Missouri's relevance. And I think Eli Drinkwitz gives them the best chance to get back to where they started when they entered the SEC. What's the next step for them, Aaron? That second tier in the SEC. I always look at Kentucky and what they've been over the last couple of years. How does Mizzou get back to being there in your mind? Either have to have an elite game-changing quarterback, somebody that immediately elevates the team around you. And with the portal being there, with the immediate eligibility being there, with the alumni groups coming in and being able to, to package together NIL deals there, that opportunity can be there. You also need to be sound on the lines of scrimmage. And that's the real challenge, to go from that second tier to the elite tier you want to be Georgia, if you want to be Alabama, if you want to be LSU in 2019, you got to have elite playmakers along the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage. LSU, there's an argument to be made because their defense was so-so, but because they had Joe Burrow and that great wide receiver core and Clyde Edwards-Elair, 
they were so elite offensively. They won despite really good offensive line play. They won the Joe Moore Award that year, but an average defense. So I think their best chance is to get back to kind of the Big 12 roots, if you will, and have an elite game-changing quarterback that can make sure that they've got a puncher's chance in every game because I think it's going to be really difficult to make that next jump and become elite along the lines of scrimmage. Final question on Mizzou that I've got for Aaron Taylor. He's our guest joining us here on 101 ESPN. Aaron, it was announced yesterday that Steve Wilkes decided to take a job as the secondary coach for the Carolina Panthers, so he's going to be moving on. The expectation is that Blake Baker, the former Miami defensive coordinator, he was at LSU this year as their linebackers coach. It sounds like he's likely going to be the next D.C. at Mizzou. Do you have any familiarity with him? And if so, what what kind of insight can you give to Mizzou fans about what they're going to be getting in Baker as a D.C.? Yeah, to be candid, I don't really about that. Uh, The way this works in my world is if I don't, I immediately get on the phone and start (laughs) calling guys and be like, what can you tell me about this guy? I'll go immediately look at their coaching tree, see where they were, see the guys that we have in common. Then I'll call those guys and ask for an introduction. So I'm not privy to what to expect for Tigers fans, but I know this, like we're in an era now where coaches are going to plug and play and take advantage of new opportunities. But we're also entering into an era where the players can now do that. And this may be a good opportunity to bring up NIL and this animal that we're creating. I think we need to be really careful as a sport to make sure that we don't create a monster because with as easily guys can move and with the money that's at stake and with immediate eligibility, I'm here in L.A., right? Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, comes down here and brings his quarterback, Caleb Williams, with it. We've got free agency with no rules. So coaches have always been able to move, but now that players are doing it, that to me is something to keep an eye on because we are perilously close to creating something that I don't think is in any of our best interests. Aaron, how do you make go about legislating that? I think that's the tough part is like, I'm totally with you. You got to come up with some kind of rules because right now it's just the wild west, but how do you go yeah. about legislating it? And, and that's the difficulty there is that you got 11 different conferences and there's no czar. Everybody is looking out for number one. They're not looking out for their collective body. And then you have the autonomous five, so there's another tier of alliances. Then you have the alliance within the power five of the ACC, the Big Ten, uh, and the Pac-12 trying to be able to do a power move against the SEC (laughs) because of all the things that are going on. It's a mess, man, and that's part of what's created this. There's no adult in the room that's being thoughtful about the integrity of the sport because we all got our damn eye on all that money we can make on the 12-team playoff, and that's what's going to ruin it. If we let the tail wag the dog, we're going to be in trouble. I think there needs to be some sort of coalition for the integrity of the game where everybody comes together for the, for the long haul, for the best longevity in the sport, and that's going to take an effort to put that together, particularly with the 12-team playoff. They can't even agree on how to do that, so I'm not encouraged that it's going to happen, and that's why I'm so worried. Aaron Taylor is our guest here on 101 ESPN, Super Bowl champion with the Packers, former NFL offensive lineman. Aaron, I want to lean on that experience for a second because if you're the Bengals going into this one, how do you slow down Aaron Donald? Run the football, get rid of it quickly, employ your screen game, get Joe Burrow's legs involved. You're going to have to play perfectly on that side of the ball. The Bengals gave up the third most sacks in the NFL this season. A lot of that was on the offensive line, particularly in the interior and on that right side. 
But Joe Burrow also has a propensity to hold on to the football too long, to try to do too much. When you're playing at a game of this magnitude where everything is magnified, you have to take what the teams give you. You have to let the game come to you instead of trying to force it. If you force it, problems happen. That's when you turn the ball over, and those things can snowball on you pretty quick. So what I'm watching early, A, is the one-on-one matchups. How are they resetting the line of scrimmage when it is an obvious passing situation? Is there pressure? Are they keeping tight ends in? Are they chipping with backs? Are they getting the ball out quickly out of Joe Burrow's hands? Are they throwing swing passes and using that as an extension of the perimeter run game? How early and often and how are they getting Joe Mixon's legs involved? He's the third leading rusher in the NFL. He's a key to this game and them keeping Joe Burrow upright because Joey Burrow is the best chance that this team has to win. He has to be the guy like he's been all season long to get it done. And that's unfortunate because the weakness of that team is their offensive line and the strength of the Rams is their front seven. So that doesn't bode well for Joey Burrow if they can't get that run game going and stay balanced. A follow-up on Burrow for you. Aaron, what is it about him that makes him so special? You did it at LSU. You you watched that week in, week out, what he was able to do to change the culture within that program. And now he done he's done it in two years in Cincinnati to take them to the Super Bowl. How does he do it? I don't know. I think we should probably do a brain scan and see if he's had a, a lobotomy. Like, the the dude is just unflappable. The bigger the moment, the better he plays, the more the game slows down for him. And he was at his best when his best was needed when he was at LSU, and he's continued that to the NFL. This is a team that won more games this year than they had in the previous three years combined. They've got lightning in the bottle. And I've always believed that the offense, the identity, was a reflection of the quarterback and his poise. And Joey Burrow has popped the chill back to Chili Town, man. And there's just something about him. And, and here's some of the things I look for, being in this business, right? I always want to listen to the quality of the question in the postgame interviews and see what the answers are. Well, what I loved about Joe Burrow was that he acted like he had won a, a inter-squad scrimmage and played you know, the first two drives of a preseason game after he won the divisional game and the AFC championship. He's like, yeah, you know, it's good, but we're not going to over-celebrate. It's just on the next week. The entire team sees that, and they reflect that, and that's a big reason why they're here and, in my opinion, have punched above their class because they're following their quarterback, and they're going to go as far as he can take them. We'll get you out of here on this one. We're talking with Super Bowl champion, former NFL offensive lineman Aaron Taylor. You can watch him on CBS where he's a football analyst for them. Aaron, what do you find most interesting about this game? We've talked about the Aaron Donald conundrum that the Bengals have to solve. What else do you find to be particularly interesting about this matchup? Well, there's some elite wide receivers in this game and Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, respectively, for the Rams and Cincinnati. That's going to be something to watch. How they use Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. They can play both of those guys in the slot. They do some different things. The Rams have had some big breakdowns defensively where they're not on the same page and have some head-scratching moments. Cincinnati can take advantage of that. So that's the things I want to see. Obviously, the matchup of matchups on the offensive line of Cincinnati going against the strength of the Los Angeles Rams. But don't discount the run games. Joe Mixon, in my opinion, probably is going to have to play a significant role for Cincinnati to win this game. And for the Rams, they run because they got to keep people honest. But when they do, they've been pretty effective at it at times. 
So I think that's going to be a storyline that hasn't been discussed much as we've talked about the offensive line within terms of pass protection. But it's the little things and, of course, special teams. And I'm kind of being general here. But in these sorts of games, and I've played in them a couple different times and I've watched them my whole life, it's typically the little things that make the biggest difference. There's usually some obvious things to keep an eye on, but it's typically something unexpected that we're not prepared to see or that ends up taking a bigger and more profound role that makes the difference. And I think that's probably going to be the case on Sunday. Aaron's joining us today on behalf of Same Here Global. I know this is a cause, Aaron, that's for people that want more information. Where can they go to find it? Well, uh, I am working with uh, Same Here Global, which is a global alliance to be able to change how we look at mental health and take it from being either you're sick or not to being a continuum that we're all on in some form or fashion, particularly two years after this global pandemic of COVID. So if folks are interested and want to share their own hero story and and read about what other people went through, what they did about it, and what it's like now, or pick up tools that they can use to help themselves or a family member, uh, go to samehereglobal.org or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at samehere underscore global because it is time that we nip this thing in the bud and stop treating it like it's this taboo animal and get back to living and enjoying these lives we've been given. We've lost too many. I've lost eight guys who completed suicide. I'm tired of it. It's unnecessary. And I and Same Here Global want to be part of that solution. Aaron, it's a worthwhile cause. Thanks so much for sharing that with our audience. SameHereGlobal.com, where people can go to find more information. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.